Welcome to another episode of Marketing Revelations. I'm your host, Dan Flesh, and today we're going to be talking about marketing for franchises and multi-location businesses. And when we were talking about this topic, I couldn't think of anybody better to bring in other than our senior brand manager, Dean Miller. Dean, how are you doing? Doing great, Dan. How are you? I am doing so lovely. It's great to see you. It's been a while. You're so happy. I wore a special shirt today. I see uh, in that. honor of our alma mater, where we went to school, uh, Savannah College of Art and Design, representing Go Bees. Go Bees. Uh, I don't know anything about this Ohio State, Michigan, Mm-mm. you know, football rivalry, because I know that the Scad Bees are undefeated in football and, and still going strong. That's correct. We're also winless. So we got a pretty strong record. I will say, we are great swimmers. Uh, we have quite a few that, national uh, titles. And apparently a really great fencing program, if you're into that. And don't forget uh, about our horses. They now have equestrian. Yep. Uh, uh, it's a very, <laughs> very rich school. There's um, no doubt. But we had fun. Dan, I could not help but reminisce when you asked me to be here today about, I remember when you first started with RevLocal as a local search strategist, you were on my team. Yep. And then you quickly ran away from me as fast <laughs> as you could. It was probably the best decision you made. Well, Dean, let's dive right into our topic. I think to start, we really just want to level set a little bit. What, When we say franchise and multi-location businesses, what are we actually talking about? Uh, that's a great question to start with, Dan. The best way to think about it is all franchise systems are multi-location businesses, but not all multi-location businesses are franchise systems. So... At RevLocal, we have a brand team and we focus on multi-location business opportunities. And that could be franchise systems, as you mentioned, which um, there's a lot of different layers of franchise systems out there. Ultimately, it's, you know, we have a group uh, of people who then buy into our system or, or some type of setup like that. But there's also corporate-owned structure. So there's single-sourced ownership where uh, you see this a lot in, you know, maybe medical practices, doctor's offices or dentist offices where they have multiple locations with their names on it and single-source owner. Um, but they have several around or, or continue to expand. Uh, then you also have associations. That could be a group of small businesses that come together and decide they want to take money and put it into this uh, this association that will help them find the best vendors for marketing, vendors for products or services. Um, and then you also have, uh, even smaller than that, could be three to four location business where the owners are looking to start franchising. We call those emerging, uh, emerging franchisors or emerging brands um, with our team. And those are people who are like, hey, I I can see that there's an opportunity for me to, to, to bring more people into this. Um, what does that look like and how do I grow it? So how does that impact in the marketing? I would assume, I mean, you're dealing at that point with, you gotta you have to deal with your brand continuity and things like that. How does that affect the way you market? I mean, let's start with franchises because I'm, I'm more familiar with those, I would say, but you know, you've got your corporate structure potentially that is controlling your brand. Then you've got your franchise owners that have to then comply with that. But then how do you also, how do they, make themselves stand out maybe from the one down the street or across the city? Well, the word headache comes to mind when you talk about marketing for franchise systems. Um, but uh, because at the end of the day, it's all about um, a dual support system. What we look at is, okay, first and foremost, how do we have the franchise system's best interest at heart? 
Typically, a system is looking to bring in more people, entrepreneurs, to invest in their franchise system. Um, but to your point, you know, they want a unique personality or uh, what really we see often is how you market yourself in, in, say, Texas is completely different from how you might need to market yourself in, say, um, Wisconsin. So we can we can take what we know from that and say, hey, within these parameters, uh, your unique voice is that uh, you can't sell winter gear in Texas. So we're going to focus more on this type of approach or information on, say, a microsite or uh, encourage that on a subdomain on the website of, of the main system. You know, it's really about understanding the system and then understanding the location and their needs and, and finding the harmony between the two. So then with the multi-locations or as you, the emerging franchise or model, would you, I, typically I would think those are going to be more isolated into maybe a, a city versus across the country or whatever. So how does that differ when you're handling those type, when you have a much more a smaller market that you're working with on those uh, businesses? Well, so in, if it's in the case of an emerging franchisor, uh, then you're looking at what are their plans for growth? What are their goals and where do they see themselves? Uh, with that, I mean, even if it's localized, you can still provide support in, hey, you know, some of these guys might be kind of close together. How do we make sure they're not overlapping or cannibalizing business from each other? How do we make sure that they're really focused on, you know, it, it, it doesn't just come down to, hey, uh, geographically, Texas is different from Wisconsin. I mean, people can see differences within, you know, a few miles of each other when it comes to how and who they need to market to. It's really about, again, at the end of the day, it's about relationship, understanding what the individualized location needs, understanding what the view from the top is. And again, finding that harmony to meet in the middle. What's kind of that struggle? I mean, I'm thinking back to when I was a strategist and, you know, we were doing in that pod, we were doing a lot with insurance and that was always the biggest headache for us. I know we don't, we're not necessarily directly talking about that, but that, that's an example of where the overall brand was a real, most times out of, were really locked down. You didn't have a lot of room to stray. How do you guys kind of, how does one deal with that as a franchisee or a, a business owner? deal with that corporate i don't want to use the term but corporate like just look overlooking and just having that much control over the brand and not giving you much wiggle room how do you how do you overcome something like that to to be blunt sometimes there's just nothing you can do about that <laughs> sure um uh you know i think of some of the more restrictive brands and i i see it a little bit differently now from my position because i understand that there's a there's also a protectiveness and uh, as a franchisee in a restrictive system, I think it's also important to remember that um, the system is looking out for your best interest most of the time with those policies. Um, so, you know, if it's uh, if it's some type of restriction based on, let's say, HIPAA compliance uh, for medical or uh, you mentioned insurance. So it's something about regulations or licensing. Um, well, the, the system does that to protect you from getting in trouble with, you know, uh, outside governmental forces or things like that. So, you know, I think the end, end result for something like that is is you really, again, if you can help a franchisee navigate through some of that space and why it's beneficial for them and then find the opportunities within that to support them digitally, uh, you know, that's what our team works to do uh, when it comes to supporting individual level of uh, people. But, you know, the, the, the flip side and the benefit of that is we do get to know most of the time uh, we, we can get to know 
uh, people within the system at the top, the the home office, if you will, and get a better sense of their understanding of the situation and what they think you know is applicable. So, as a, as a someone that's starting off, what do you think is something that, like you mentioned, if I want I want to start my own business, you know, like you said, maybe franchises, right? Maybe multi location, whichever. What's something that they really need to nail down off the rip when they get started with you? period with marketing? Uh, well, you should probably put a sign on your building. Uh, that's <laughs> definitely important. Okay, so you made uh, the sign, you've got your name, you got all of those things. What's next? Okay, you've got a building, right? Yeah, yes. So like, we're, we're covering all the bases. Yes, every, you are uh, brick and mortar ready to go. You'd be surprised how many people uh, don't have the sign part yet. But um, so uh, the the first thing that you should do is establish digital dominance is what I would say. So what you want to do is you want to make sure that you're doing what any small business would do and establishing digital dominance in your area by getting your local listing set up. Um, that may include a social presence of some kind, Facebook, Instagram. We do uh, what we do is typically we'll have maybe like a new opening or ramp up strategy where uh, you're investing in a system. Uh, you're still kind of getting, let's say you haven't even got the sign on the door and you're still getting the space set up. Well, hey, we can still run advertising for you three months in advance to say coming soon or be prepared or sign up now. Uh, a lot of groups like to have people, you know, kind of on their list of opportunities to sell to once their doors officially open or have some type of list of potential customers when their doors open. So I'd say it's the same as anybody else. Um, get yourself set up on listings, Google, social, have some type of targeted media or advertising where you're, where you're attracting new customers and, and then go from there. Yeah, I mean, that's, I find that interesting that it's really not that different from a, just a regular business. It's just you have maybe a, another hurdle to step through if you have a corporate partner. You know, at the end of the day, uh, it, it, the, these are small business customers. You know, these are all people who forged out to be, um, to be their own boss. Um, they had the capital to get a head start. They didn't, they didn't have to start from scratch. Um, and you know, that, that, that's how you really have to think about it is just because you're a part of somebody's a part of a franchise system or a brand doesn't mean that they know more about marketing than, you know, uh, Jim Bob's towing or, or Tom Jones bait and tackle. So, so one thing I like to ask people is what's something that our clients or the people that you talk to that what's something they think they get about marketing that they just, they just aren't misunderstanding. So that's a, that's a, that's a great question. Um, I think I, so I, I think that a lot of people think that cheaper is the same as, um, as everyone else. To, to answer your question directly, the cheaper is not always better. Uh, and we, you know, we can agree on that when it comes to car tires and we can agree on that when it comes to digital marketing. Absolutely. Kind of in that same vein, what's some of the assumptions that you see from, from franchise owners when they, they start, you know, they think they're, they're signing up for this franchise and they just, what are, what are some of the assumptions that, and mistakes that they make off the rip there? Uh, I would say that they think that the franchise system has all that figured out as well. Um, so, you know, if you look at an association or a franchisor, uh, the assumption is that, hey, they're a big brand. Of course, they know what they're doing. The truth is, is that I've talked to some very large brands who are just as ignorant about digital marketing and what they need to be doing as, you know, Tom Jones bait and tackle. Mm -hmm. Like they just don't 
um, they don't see that there's more to it than just set it and forget it, that there's consistent optimizations that need to go into, into fixing it, that there's consistent attention that needs to be paid to it. Um, there's consistent strategizing around how do you improve it and grow it. Um, and, and so I think that that's the biggest mistake that gets made is from both sides is that uh, as a multi-location business, they think, oh, the, the brand, either the brand uh, thinks they have it figured out, uh, but they have too many cooks in the kitchen maybe, or the, the, the multi-level location itself, the actual individual small business owner thinks that the brand has it all figured out and they really don't. Yeah, absolutely. Dean, once again, you have enlightened me. You've made me a smarter person. Um, uh, you're welcome. I, <laughs> I want to thank you for your time. I know that you're very busy. Um, so I thank you for joining us, but before you go, uh, our friend and producer Caleb has put together a little, um, what are we calling this big brand trivia, Caleb? So what I thought was we are a marketing company. That is a fact. This is a marketing podcast. That is correct. So one of the biggest and most important parts of marketing in general are slogans. Oh boy. Every marketing (laughs) campaign has to have an awesome slogan. Okay. A catchy slogan, something that really captures the hearts and minds of their consumers. Okay. So I've got three three questions. Okay. Well, I guess not questions. I got I got three uh, three sections. Okay. The first the first three are um, I'm going to give you a list of slogans. Okay. And you need to tell me which one is not associated is not a real slogan there. Okay. And then I have a lightning round at the end. Okay. This is a competition, Dean. So we need you to participate. Dude. As you do, we do we buzz in? Do we? No, as a guest, I'm going to let you go first, right? It's a turn based. Yes. Okay. So the, the the first three. Well, I'll be, let you choose. You either get to go. You can either punt or receive here. Um. You know, I'm going to. I'm I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to punt. You're going to punt. Because okay. I want the ball in the second half. First yeah. first question's coming to me. All right. Dan Flesh. Ready. These are Pepsi slogans. All but one. Okay, All wait a minute. Hold on. One. I thought he had to guess the brand that the slogans are related to, or no, we're guessing which is not the actual slogan. Which, which is, is not, not a Pepsi slogan. So I giving... should have gone first. My dad worked for Pepsi for 40 years. Ooh, is, we're, out, we're out the gate making mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Big mistake, Dean. Yeah. All right. The first slogan is twice as much for a nickel. Next, look up, America. Catch the Pepsi spirit. And more bounce to the ounce. Okay. Um, if I were to guess, I mean, I'm going to lean just, I lean towards bounce for the ounce because it sounds a little bit too racy, maybe, for the Pepsi brand. Um, so I'm going to go with bounce for the ounce. More bounce to the ounce. Dean, do you, ha- do you have any idea if he's right or wrong? Could you repeat him again? Twice as much for a nickel. Look mm-hmm. up, America. Catch the Pepsi spirit, or catch that Pepsi spirit, and more bounce to the ounce. Um, D- Dan, Dan it, guessed more bounce to the ounce. Is yeah, not. I, I think it's actually going to be look up, America, but uh, that, that would be me. So. All right. Well, this was Dan's question, and Dan was incorrect. Oh, more boy. bounce to the ounce was a campaign slogan Ugh. from 1950. 
1950. <laughs> Fantastic. You ready for this? Dean was right. Oh, Look geez. Up America was an advertising slogan for Coca-Cola in 1975. Okay, are you keeping yeah, score it back there? doesn't feel in, in sync with the Pepsi brand, but nice. uh, I'll take double the value for a nickel. That sounds pretty sick. Yeah, twi- twice as much for a nickel. I mean, right? That's a, that's yeah. incredible now. Like, geez. All right. I, it couldn't have been that one because there's no way uh, uh, Caleb's creative enough to have come up with that slogan. So. <laughs> that, that hurts. That hurts. <laughs> All right, the next the next category uh, is for Dean, and I do think that this one is perfectly appropriate for you. Oh boy, these are beer companies. <laughs> All right, so these are beer slogans. Which one is not a beer slogan? All right, the first one is probably the best lager in the world. Next is the beer is so good it's bad. More barley, less hops, and fresh, smooth, real. It's all there. Excuse me. Let me re- let me redo that last one. It's fresh, smooth, real. It's all here. I like that first one. It's not like the lack of confidence in that one makes me smile. Like probably the uh, best. Yeah, but I think the second one is uh, is I think I've act- that one sounds familiar. The beer's yeah. so good it's bad. Um, what was it? And what? So what were the last two again? The last two are more barley, less hops, mm-hmm. and fresh, smooth, real. It's all here. Uh, I'm going to say the first one. I'm going to say the first one is not a beer slogan, probably the best lager in the world. All right, Dan, do you have any guesses? Um, I feel like the the third one, the more barley, less hops, just seems so painfully generic that no marketing team would be able to would come up with, walk out the door thinking we did our job on that. I would hope. Um, <laughs> but we'll, I think the... Job well done here, guys. <laughs> exactly. Like... <laughs> Let's just describe our recipe and call it a day. Um, So I'm going with that one. All right. So, um, Dean, you guessed probably the best lager in the world. That is, in fact, a slogan. Carlsberg Beer, 1975, probably (laughs) the best lager in the world. Dan guessed more barley, less hops, and Dan was right. Dan... Do you know who wrote that? I wish you had done that. Do you know who who wrote that? Who wrote that line? Yeah. It's a real line, but wait, it's not a, it's not an actual slogan. It's not not for a beer company. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like a very Ben Dean line to have been written. <laughs> that that is our boss Thomas Davis wrote that. Oh yeah. Boy. That's a safe bet. That's that's great. Good stuff from our marketing right. team here. Next, <laughs> the next one we'll start with with Dan again. Uh soap companies. Okay. These are soap companies. <laughs> which is not a slogan. Half the work. Twice the clean for all your 2000 parts. Clean a man upright and it floats. I feel like it floats sounds familiar. And I'm going to say that hope that's not the right answer because then that's going to be, I'm going to sound like a crazy person. Um, what was the second one? Something about 2000 parts for, for all, all your, your 2000 parts. I don't even know what, if there are 2000 parts. Um, it doesn't specify which kind of soap, you know. True. So I guess I, I will tell you that these are all hand or body soaps. Mm. No palm olive here. Oh. <laughs> What's the first one again? Half the work, twice the clean. I'm gonna go with the two thousand parts. That just seems ridiculous for any like that is a very arbitrary number. To just throw out there. Like I don't know how you could come up with two thousand parts to clean. <laughs> all right, and uh, Dean, any guesses? Uh, I I'm gonna pick the uh, cleans a man up 
right, cleans the man up good, cleans that the man seems, up right. Whatever that seems that so was. modern. That seems like something you'd get like. I bet I could turn a TV on and hear that right now. Cleans a man I, up right. Yeah, I feel like it, it could be like a Dollar Shave Club kind mm. of slogan, but yeah. I also think that, uh, you know, it, you don't hear that type of marketing anymore. We're a little bit smarter now as a culture when it comes to these types of topics. Fair. Awesome. Well, I, I'm, I'm glad to know that, that Tom and I fooled you. Oh. Yeah, half the work, twice the clean was not the slogan. Uh, for all your 2000 parts is for LeVere 2000. Don't know what that is. And uh, clean oh, up, a, cl- clean a man up gotcha. right is for Irish Springs. Hmm. You know, yeah. I yeah, it uh, it was ignorant of me to think that the advertising might not be legacy advertising based on the first quest first two questions. Yeah. So you know that that's shame on me. I mean, I'm surprised that that first one isn't. I mean, I, I mean, some soap companies should just pick that up right now. Half the work, twice yeah. the clean, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it, it, call. It, <laughs> Call it, five 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 right. seven three seven. <laughs> I, I, ivory soap is it floats from like nineteen twenty. It, it sounded old. like one of those weird ones that was that there. one so, makes total sense to me because like I feel like we need a unique selling point. We need something hot. Hey, it stays on top of the water. It floats. Exactly. So Dean, I think that we need to both smoking. Let's put in our two weeks and go start a soap company. We got our slogan already made. We're ready to go, and we're going to start raking it in. You guys yep. have to remember that that I was part of writing the one that you didn't get. We'll see. You guys thought that that was a slogan. For nothing here. <laughs> All right. You guys are tied. We have a lightning round. Tied so at that, zero, that, by this, the way. This will, this will be the first <laughs> Wait, to answer. I don't get another turn. It was we only had dance three, turn, Dean. my turn, dance turn. Well, I, I, count, I counted points for, for both people on each question. Got it. Got so it. we have Dean with one with the look up America. Oh, so you did get a point. Yeah. Oh, and so I did get a point. Yeah. Oh. Good deal. And then I got the other one. Okay. Good yeah. deal. So to, to, so we're to the lightning one. round, this will be the first to answer. Oh, boy. Who does this slogan belong to? Okay. It's his first to answer. Did you hear that, Dean? I did hear that. Okay. All right. We deliver. UPS. UPS? Oh, you're both wrong. Is it USPS? No, USPS isn't going to change their thing. No, I. You could be right. It could be USPS. We deliver. But it's not that, FedEx, is it? I mean, we've named all of them except for DHL. Yeah. I'll just throw DHL out there so we cover all our bases. <laughs> there you go. Uh, hey, look, it I is, take. I'm going to go it, USPS. Uh, <laughs> we already lost, Dean. <laughs> Dang it! I I, w- I would have had to give the, given the point to Dean. It is USPS. We deliver. Yeah. Mm. All right. Always the low pl- price. Always. Always the low price. At Walmart? It is Walmart. Dan with a point. Boom. Yeah, you got it. I was, yeah. This one I did not know. So this Uh-oh. one's a tough one. Let your fingers do the walking. It's an older slogan. Oh, yellow pages. Oh my gosh. Boom. Dan's got it. Boom. I'm on fire. Oh, wow. I had never heard that really? one before. It's their, their logo. It's the. Yeah, it's the two fingers. Yeah. You know, I, I blame it on the fact that this is a digital marketing company. And sure. <laughs> and we killed the phone book. Right. We, we killed the <laughs> phone book. All right. I can't believe I ate the whole thing. Uh, I, oh, man. I can't oh, I believe I ate the whole thing. It's a deli. Ju- uh, is it? I was thinking frozen pizza. Oh. I'm going to go tombstone pizza. Because it's I can't believe I ate the whole thing. That That is the commercial, but it's not what you think it is. <laughs> uh, no, I can't think of it. I can't think of it. That would be Alka-Seltzer. 
Alka-Seltzer, that's right. That is not, I would never have gotten there. All right. You need a relief because you can't believe you did the whole thing. Dan technically won, but I'll give you the last one just for fun. Okay. Great. Uh, Love it. When it absolutely, positively has to get there overnight. That sounds like a UPS. That's DHL. Both wrong. FedEx. Ah. Uh, you know what? FedEx. I appreciate your time, Dean. Thank you. It was a it was a fun conversation. Thank you. Bye. Bye, Dean. And for the rest of you, if you have any comments or topic suggestions, you can email us at podcasts at revlocal.com. Don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, to like and comment below. You can also subscribe to us there and on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere else that you can find a podcast. Uh, Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next time.